Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. This is our 100th episode, so we took a, a couple week hiatus, but we're back with uh, 100 strong, guys. Uh, I'm Marcus Dash here with my brother, Tasia Dash, and of course, legendary 76ers point guard, Eric Snow. Fellas, how we doing? A nice little highest, nice little off-season break. Coming back strong. Good, how are you doing? How you all doing? I'm, I'm doing good. I got, the, I got the new backdrop. I don't know if you guys can tell. It's snowing over here, Eric. Nice. I like that. I like that look. <laughs> Lamont had to get you a blue jersey in there too. Yeah, there you go. That'd be nice for sure. <laughs> yeah, took, took two weeks off. We're like pro athletes, we're like modern day pro athletes. Take a couple days off, and then you know, a couple weeks off, and back at it again. Is that what they do? <laughs> That's what they say they do, at least. Yeah, I, mean, you know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't know what they do. <laughs> Um, How long so, was your off season back in the day, Eric? Before you uh, got back to it again, a month. A month, okay. Yeah, I took a month off. I may do some cardio here and there, and then you'll start probably start cardio and yeah, probably take cardio, start cardio, maybe two week two weeks in because sometimes you just feel like you got to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then cardio, and then. Maybe thirty month, thirty days. Maybe start shooting and lifting, and you know, on cardio. Then take it another thirty days. And I, mean, I didn't play very much basketball till maybe August in August, July. I mean, all September. I didn't play much basketball during the off season. Interesting. I may play a game or two during the week, but not much. Hmm. And when you say like uh, play pick, uh, you're being like playing pickup, like playing five on five. Pickup, yeah, like pick basketball, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking. Like five on five. Okay. Do you constitute? Like, would you? This is a, a fun question. Did you guys play three? Would you play three on three? Did a lot of like NBA players play three on three in the off season, Eric? Like, like, I mean, sometimes you would play it. Like, say for instance, you working out with a group of guys, a group of pro, and you only have like four to six players. You may play something then you may play two on two four three on three um but most teams played it differently like you play different rules and you or you play a lot of one-on-one you 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 add no more than two dribbles no more than three dribbles no pick and rolls um you can screen off the ball but no pick and rolls so you have to switch like it's just you just add rules and make it more nba game ish versus two on two or three on three wow or you can always play on one side of the court, like a triangle. 
You only play like three, you know, like from one sideline to the uh, to the opposite lane line, and then that's out of bounds. If you were over there to shorten the court um, with fewer guys to make it more of a game like. Did you guys ever play 21? I, when I was younger, I never played it older, no. I never mm. did. I mean, some guys, other guys did. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but when I, once I got older, we never. I never played it. It was more probably more shooting, shooting games and stuff like that. And okay, and a lot of your conditioning is is in the shooting. Um, and then I would play. Once I started playing, I would always kind of do things that I wouldn't. I did for conditioning. Like I would pick up full court and tell guys, "I'm gonna pick you up full court." I'm not trying to steal the ball. I'm just running with you, so I can get used to doing it. Um, make sure you always cross half court. No matter what the situation is when you're running down the court, even if it's a steal, you run across half court and run back. Just kind of things like that that kind of help with the conditioning. Damn. That's cool. Well, we always love hearing the, the workouts and stuff that you all do. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, I've uh, been a couple of weeks, so a lot has uh, happened, especially in the last few days. Um, but yes, we're going to get into a movie that we made like a, a week ago and, but that we're going to get to at the end of the show. But right now we're going to start off with the big news of the week and of the off season. We said that this move had to be made in order for other things to happen and everything's been on hold. And now maybe we might see some things going here. Um, so obviously if you have been living under a rock over the last few days, you, you should know that Damian Lillard is now Milwaukee buck. Um, so my question to you is, this is the, the big thing is obviously with Giannis and Dame being together in Milwaukee, how does this change the landscape of the Eastern conference? Um, and does this even put more pressure on Maury to get a deal done, uh, to do something to improve the team this off season? I mean, I would, I would say it puts more pressure on, on Maury and the Sixers because whereas you kind of thought m- most people that view and follow the league, was probably leaning Boston as the team to beat um, going into the season. Whereas now, not to say people have left that boat, but some probably put Milwaukee right there, even though Miami is the team that went to the finals, you know, last year. Um, So no matter what Miami does, people still seem not to really consider them a top three team in the East every season. I know. Um, but you can't forget about them. I mean, they find a way. Like, you can't forget about them. Um, and then you have us and Cavaliers. But I, I think that, that what that move does is it kind of puts the clock on Philly to stay at that level. And I, and I think with James, as far as talent standpoint, I think the Sixers can play at that level and, and beat those teams. As, you, as we can see, they had a 3-2 lead against – Boston, um, but just having the James situation there kind of muddies the water a little bit. Like you don't really, really know how it can go. Um, it, it gives you less confidence that it can work. So I think you need some kind of clarity um, moving forward. And I do not believe that James will ever come out and say, you know, I'm here. I'm, I'll take everything back, and I'm ready to move forward. Like I just don't think he's going back on that. 
And if that's the case, then the clarity and, and, and how things can go is still a little cloudy. You don't think uh, Dame tried backpedaling? You don't think Harden can try that? Well, I don't think Dame – I don't think – I think Dame backpedaled because maybe it was the destination of his choice wasn't happening. Um, but I think that Dame was more open to going somewhere else than probably that was advertised. Mm-hmm. I think he just wanted to have a little more control or say or – an opinion on where that destination was. I don't think he just wanted mm-hmm. to open it up and send me anywhere. Yeah. So I think that, you know, a certain destination showed up and all of a sudden, you know, it changed because he, because you can, you can get the same thing that he was probably looking for. Not probably the same thing he was looking for chance to compete for a championship um, in Milwaukee. You just get Milwaukee versus Miami as far as the weather. I mean, that's you know huge difference, but, both teams yeah, are trying okay. the same objective. Little difference there in the nightlife and I mean, weather. Like, you know, they made good money. He can stay there in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These guys make really good money. They can spend a lot of time in Miami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as far as Eastern Conference landscape goes, I don't think it changes that much, really. I mean, Bucks have been top two favorite for the past four to six years. So it doesn't make them like a bona fide number one favorite. Probably. Yeah. I mean, they still have to figure it out. Um, I think it probably would have been worse. Probably would have been worse for us if you went to Miami, right? Cause that would have been like another legit contending, like top three team. And then it would have yeah, been I like, guess it, probably if he went to Miami, most would have looked at, at Miami as, Almost everyone would pick Miami to be better than us. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you would have had you would have Milwaukee who's still good. You would have had Celtics still good, and then Miami finally would have gotten that off-season yes. recognition to be the team to like yes. step up. I agree with that. I agree. With um, that. So yeah, I guess it probably is better that you know he stayed with or he went to uh, the Bucks in the United, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, you you know, Dane went there, but you you still took away a crucial piece of what Milwaukee had. Did you? And you took and, and no one talks about. I know it's he's a small potatoes in this deal, but Grayson Allen, who who provided them good minutes last year. Um, yeah, I mean, he was good for him, but he's he's a replacement. Not easy, necessarily easy to replace. It's easy to find a guy that can do what he did. Yeah. Easier to find that. But taking away Grayson Allen and taking away Drew, they lost a lot of uh, guard defense. A lot of it. And you're replacing that with Lillard, who's not known for his defense. But it's a lot of guard offense, though. I was going to say, so my, my question is, do you think they gained more offense or lost more defense? What I think they what I think they gained, and I think the most crucial part of the trade is, is they no longer have to depend on just Giannis winning games in the end. They got a bona fide – they got a bona fide, bona fide guy that can yeah. win you games in the fourth quarter and at the end of games. By himself, He's yeah. proven it throughout his career. That's the one yeah. thing I think you can't put enough credit on, like how big of a difference that is. Oh. So if Giannis isn't – if he's not making his free throws or he's not doing – you know, maybe he don't have things going, you have a guy that is a winner, a killer. He can take over. Yes. 
Yeah. So where Drew was great, that wasn't really Drew's strength. No. Um, you know. Yeah. Middleton, like he, he's done it in, in flashes. He's been that guy, but not on the level of his name. <laughs> yeah. So now you can have Middleton on the floor with either Giannis or Lillard to be the, the yeah. B to the other guy's A at all times almost. Yeah. So you you know you have a guy like Middleton that's like now all of a sudden he's he's basically almost playing with one on ones. Yeah. So so now you're gonna double Giannis with those two on the court? Yeah, that's you gonna you gonna double Dane with those two on the court? Yeah. I mean, I, I I I think it was the right move at the right time to go a different direction to accomplish what they needed to accomplish. If you if you look at the last couple of years, whenever Milwaukee has lost in the playoffs and was eliminated, it really came down to guys really not making shots around Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um and now you got a guy that we know can score, can make shots. And if they don't get it done, he will get just as much heat as Giannis. Giannis has already won the championship. Yeah, that's true. Maybe even more. Yes. Giannis already did, did it without him. And he asked out to be put in these situations to – In this situation, got to perform. Close the, the deal. Heat is there. Like, gotta, this, this, the expectation is one thing and one thing only. Maybe not it's winning the championship, true. but the finals is – that's the expectation. Yeah, yeah. And maybe even more because Giannis – they kind of did this because they feared yes. Giannis maybe leaving. So gotta they try to brought him in for you. Yes. Um, so, we'll see. I, and as far as pressure goes, I, I think the pressure was already on us before to add talent, um, especially – but I, I, I don't think it's Bucks related now. I think it's still – Still Embiid's window related. I think any pressure we have is to try to win while with Embiid's window. Um, if it adds pressure, it's because another team kind of showed you a blueprint. Uh, another franchise showed you that, like Milwaukee and Giannis's case, um, pleasing your talent. And it also goes to show you that just because you are the year, year after year favorite doesn't mean you can't try to improve your roster. Um, Milwaukee's seen, I give him credit for this, even the move for Drew a few years back, they were already like the number one or two seed every year for the last couple of years. They did that. And it was like, whoa, they're they're like, they're serious about leveling up right now. And they won with Drew. And then like, what, two years later, they're cashing him in for something that can get, get him even higher on that list. So it's like, I respect that they don't ever take the, their level of greatness as their peak. You could always get better. You could always do more. You could always, uh, you know, win more. So um, that's one thing I think that they're definitely uh, feeling more pressure for is that look what they do. They keep trying to get better players. They keep trying to upgrade. You guys can't seem to get rid of the one guy who doesn't want to be here anymore. So it's like, I don't think it's, I don't think the clock's ticking faster for Embiid and the Sixers. I, th- I think it's just ticking a little louder. You know, I, I think it's faster. I mean, I think, you think it's faster? because you look at you look at each year. We last few years we've done well as a team, but 
in all those years, Joel's had some significant injuries or injuries that affected him in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And as you get as you get older, unfortunately, that seems more likely mm-hmm. um, that the games will decrease more than increase. So, I think I said it last year, our first year for we first started the show that I thought Embiid's window was shorter than everyone else. Um, yeah. And, 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 and I still believe that and I just, the window for him being a really good player is obviously bigger. I'm saying that the window for the Sixers winning championship in Philly with him playing at that level and the way the team is built, I, I still, that's, that's, that's a tight window. And plus we don't know the direction of the team, but that makes it even more, even tighter than me. Yeah. You know, this time two years ago and last year, you had Tobias peg that his contract was going to be used for sure. <laughs> but he's still there. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was like, you know, but it was like, it was no way he would still be a sixer based on all of the talk and the rumors and everything that we heard. Yeah. But he's still yeah. there. Around the trade deadline, he's been in trade rumors like every year for the past like three years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, so obviously we talked about Drew Holiday being moved and um, former Sixers uh, point guard was our last All Star uh, before Embiid and Ben Simmons. So I thought that was mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah he was he was such a badass. Uh, but obviously everyone's talking about us potentially going to get him. This could be the perfect guy to get with the net with uh, James Harden wanting out. Maybe do a three team deal, send Harden to Clippers. We can get Drew from um, Portland. Uh, but now I'm seeing Shams uh, yesterday said that going into the weekend, this could be a deal done by media day because both sides want to move fast. Now yeah. we're seeing reports now um, by Kyle Newbeck. Uh, Sixers continue to pursue veteran guard Drew Holiday and talks to the Portland Trailblazers. Sources told Philly Sports on Friday, but their ability to secure sources was viewed as increasingly unlikely based on how the market is unfolding heading into the weekend. Um, so some mixed stuff here the last few Which days. means there's better offers. <laughs> yeah. That's a... <laughs> um, so obviously if we can get a deal done, uh, obviously big if now it's seeming unlikely. Um, how do you see Drew uh, potentially fitting in with um, the 76ers deal? Uh, obviously assuming that Harden is a part of this deal. Um, how do you, how, how would you see Drew's fit uh, on this team? I, I think it would be seamless. Personally, you have a guy that can yeah. come in and be the primary defender. Um, he can run your team. Uh, he can play off the ball. Um, you know, he great size, good leadership, good, good locker room guy. Um, I think you can ask, you'll put him in position to solidify your group on the, like I said, the defensive presence and team standpoint that you can, that can allow Maxi to be more of a, aggressive score um, and Joel to score more aggressively. Um, I, I think from that standpoint, it really, really helps. I mean, James, I don't, know, I don't think he necessarily can make the plays and, and average the assist that James did, um, but that's really not his game. But I think that he could make the plays. I think he can make the plays and I think he can run the team. He's just not more of a, hold it the whole clock and make a play and get that assist. 
more so to set it up and kind of run the offense. Um, but yeah, I would love to have Drew. I would take Drew um, to fill James if they're if they're if James wants out, and and we were able to get Drew. I would be ex- extremely excited about that. We talked about this months back, right? So I think we just brought up good fits with this team. And Drew was like the ideal guard to put like next to Maxi. As but far never as thought it was even like possible. Yeah, I never thought. Yeah, yeah the Bucks like they would never send him to Philly. It was more so of like Milwaukee wouldn't send him to Philly. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily yeah. Like yes. He wouldn't um, come. Yeah. But he can play point, set out, set up others, play tough defense, guard the other team's best offensive guard. He can rebound, catch and shoot. He can play pick and roll. He can. Uh, he's a good leader. He's a good locker room guy. He's got good size. I know people have been knocking him for analytic reasons. His true shooting isn't great the past few years. His playoff three per, three point percentage goes down a much lower than his regular season split. Um, the fact that Butler got the best of him, as if like Butler didn't get the best of anyone that was guarding him this year. I mean, Butler is also a guy that he shouldn't be guarding too. Yeah, but people. Yeah, that's that's what's even more unfair. I'm just saying, like when they when they were playing them, I was saying to myself, like that's the guy he should not be having to guard one on one. He's Jimmy's what six seven. Like he shouldn't. At least not all game. Like yeah, not like exclusively. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Like he can he there's he's just no presence. We Jimmy's just going to raise up. There's really nothing Drew can do. Like I don't I didn't get that. Like I really didn't. I can make a case for Giannis guarding him as much as Drew guarded him. I don't think Giannis – I think that's what – that was the hard part about Jimmy was like their best two defenders really shouldn't be guarding him. Middleton was yeah, the guy that shouldn't be guarding him, and he couldn't. He's right in the middle of that that size yes. between those two. Um, Drew – Drew. I mean, Drew would give a better shot than Giannis. I mean, Giannis is probably a guy you can switch on him, but you can't put Giannis on him. He run Giannis over one pick and roll. That's just a switch or he's not getting over it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, as far as fit, though, that's who you want, right? He averaged two less points in Harden last year, three less assists than Harden, and the last three seasons he's shot four percentage points higher from three. Um, I think he'd be perfect for this team. Uh, the other major questions besides fit I came up with, is Drew worth completely abandoning the cap space plan for next year? Because if you get him, you forget about all that like max stuff. I, I I think I think it is. I think if you can get a guy like that that helps you um, within the next two or three years, when it try to give you your best chances to win a championship, I would say yes. And and the reason why I say that is because I'm not sold on us being able to get a free agent. Like yeah. like you hear the rumors of. New York's definitely going to get a star player. Like, you hear that. You don't hear that about Philly. Mm-hmm. Ever. So that was until, my next, until, that was it happens, question. until it happens, I don't have the confidence that we can go get a major free agent from somewhere else. I just – until it happens. I don't know where a guy's going to give up – a guy of that status is going to give up money. Most likely where they're coming from, they could get more. Give up that money and come to Philly, I, I, especially with the rumors, quote unquote rumors that Joel could be leaving. Like, who would do that? 
you have to overpay him compared to what he might make with his team. I That's guess. what I'm saying. But 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 you overpaying like a guy is going to get the max where he's at. Like how, how? most of those guys that you that we're talking about are going to have offers from more where they are. Yeah. So, so that was my. It has, be, it has to be a situation like LeBron and Bosch where they're like just going, and no one they're getting less, and they're taking less. Yeah, that, no one yeah, that that's on the back end. That's I'm not saying LeBron and Bosch status, but I'm just saying like like you have to leave giving up money. Who's done that recently? You know Kevin Durant, but look where he went. Yeah, that's different too. Yeah, but who else? Kevin Durant did it again going to Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody really does that. Yeah. I mean, Harden did that with us, but we see where that led. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't come to us as a free agent. <laughs> no, no, I, I know, I know, yeah, I, I know. But he chose, you know, the two-year deal. Yeah, he chose, he chose relationships, and we see where that went. Yeah, never again. Um <laughs> The other question I had is he well, we kind of answered it. Is he better than anyone we could sign next offseason? Um, is he better than anyone we could trade for? Levine comes to mind. Um, Buddy Heel, I guess, comes to mind because of you know the situation he's in with not getting. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's some guys that we can trade for, but um, would you rather have Drew or Levine, Eric? Levine. Really? Because of age? Yes. The age and in, in moving forward. And Drew has gone public with the end of his deal. He could retire. He, 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 took, he, he walked that back, but he did say that. You're right. Yeah. He did say that. So I didn't hear him walk that back, but he did say, you know, he did say that. So that means him. you know what guys is thinking about. It could be over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's there. He's thinking about it. You know, guys change their mind. You know, you some guys you play until you can't play anymore, or you play until you don't get any more offers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, it kind of yeah. depends. Um, but a guy like Drew, if he's if he's not in it, not not to that I think in fact, I think if he's there, he he's he'll perform. But mm-hmm. I just think from from a Zach standpoint, you you give I think you extend Joel, a couple more years because you have two young studs on the perimeter that yeah. can put up good numbers, can really kind of lower the demand per se from Joel. Yeah, I also thought it was interesting too. Ramona Shelburne said that when she was talking about the possibility of us going after Drew, she said she knows Philly is like dying for a, a, a lead offensive guard which i thought was really interesting because drew's a great player i wouldn't call him an offensive guard though if i was describing him i'd say he's a good all-around player and a good defensive leader yeah i mean it's kind of kind of depends on what you call lead offensive guard because he's he's a guy is averaging what 16 17 18 points like what what do you consider a lead off you know what i'm saying like what do you average he averaged what 19 and 7 yeah, that's what I'm saying. So why, if James is that, why isn't he? And James averaged 19. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying? You, we just don't view him the same way we view James because James has averaged 29, 30 points. 
Yeah, yeah. If, if they're averaging basically the same thing and we're still considering James to be that guy, then why can't Drew be the same guy if he's averaging basically the same points? Yeah. Um, my other question was, does signing Drew make us a contender right next to the Celtics and Bucks, Or are we a, a, yes. a level below them? We're right there with him, you think? Yeah, I would say we – I don't say that we don't We don't drop off. Um, I think that it's, it's different than James, but I think that what he could give us, we could still compete. Um, we could go to Boston. We can have confidence that, you know, we can have someone that can maybe defend Tatum or one of them if they get more. Um, yeah, at least for a little bit. <laughs> at least for a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just, down. No, I'm just saying, I just think that I, I still think that it may be di- look different, but I still think that we would be on that same level. I, 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 I wouldn't be shocked that we beat those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fair. Of- yeah. I think you'd fit um, based on what Nurse has done in the past, uh, being a strong defensive teams and stuff and having a, Longer kind of uh, defensive guards. I think he fit right in with the with the nurse uh, with the nurse team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I had a question though. So um, obviously the other teams that are rumored, the Clippers are rumored to be interested in Drew Holiday. Boston Celtics are rumored. What would be a worse and Bulls too? But my my question comes down to Clippers and Boston. What would Mm -hmm. be a what would be a worse outcome for the Sixers if the Clippers were to get Drew Holiday, thus not needing James Harden anymore, or Boston getting Drew Holiday and having to have him in our having to play him with the along with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Boston. Even though, like, if he if he goes to the Clippers, it pretty much ensures that we can't trade Harden, probably, unless someone comes out of nowhere and wants us. No, I think you can trade Harden. I think you can trade James. I think they can trade James. I think it's some teams that'll take James. It's just about trading James where he wants to go. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the holdup in trading James has been the other teams. I think it's been what we want in return. Like I said before, we don't value guys in signing them, but we value them in trades. <laughs> the way it be. does. Well, apparently, the report is that he have no interest in in, in James Harden. Oh, uh, fans have speculated online. Oh, what about the, trading him to the Heat? That apparently the, the reports was the Heat have right. no interest in James Harden. Someone also brought up the Kyle Newbeck. Um, Today, actually, someone said, well, "What about uh, what about Portland doing a deal straight up with Philly, where they get Harden and then flip Harden for more assets, like they're doing with Drew?" And he's like, "I they just, uh, I think he said they don't they wouldn't find that likely because just Harden's too volatile. They wouldn't think they'd get more assets for him. So um, that sucks <laughs> that he's you know." created this such image for himself as being like a no-nonsense guy that teams are like, I don't even think I can take him and flip him. Like, if he comes here and refuses to – because Drew doesn't strike me as the kind of player that would just be like, I'm not going. I'm not going to show up. Whereas if Harden doesn't want to go somewhere, he might be like, I'm not going to Portland. Right? So. Yeah. That that could be an issue. Um, that's that's you know that's why that's probably why it's, it's a lot more teams is coming after Drew right now and 
Portland's willing to move him, and 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 I know if I'm if I'm Drew Holiday, I'm like, man, let's 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 make this, see what's out there, and let me get to camp, and let me move my family, let me get to camp, let me figure out what I'm gonna do, and don't let's let's not string this out. Yeah. Eric, based on uh, the teams that were interested with the Boston Clippers, um, Heat, Sixers, what would be the best fit for Drew? Not the off the court stuff, but what do you think basketball scheme wise? Who, what team would be the best fit for Drew to, to come in right, right, right away? I mean, it kind of depends. It kind of depends on like if he's getting moved, who he's getting moved for. You, you know what I'm saying? Like if, I mean, you say the Clippers would be great, but you know what if they moved one of their two best players like is that really better um i think i think all teams involved he actually fits i think he could fit the mold for you know boston with marcus smart gone he definitely fits mm-hmm. um, most likely they would move one of those other guards that they have there um miami we all know he fits um, mm-hmm. Philly, he could fit. We spoke about that, and then the Clippers. So I think he fits yeah. in all in all in all teams, and and makes them all better. Yeah. So it's 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 really interesting to see how this you know how this is going to go. That's why they're saying there's no shortage of suitors because I think he's really yes. easy. I think he's so easy to fit anywhere. And there's no and there's no real dispute on um, if he's getting moved. Like they they they. They got him, and they're like, "We're not going to have you come here for this rebuild." And we just drafted, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That we know we have to play. Like, we're not Mm -hmm. bringing you here for this. Let's just figure out what's going to be the best for you and us. Mm -hmm. And I think all teams involved are willing to meet them. Um, And I think Drew is going to be moved for more picks than players. Like, I don't think these teams will have to give up necessarily big pieces yep. to to get it done. I think the difference with the Sixers and maybe some of those other teams is um, the Sixers have to move James to get him. And I don't think Portland would take James. So it had to be a third team. That's what probably makes it less likely. Where some of those mm-hmm. other teams, it may not necessarily have to be a third team. Yeah, they would just send them expiring contracts probably and in picks. Yes. Yeah, unless the Sixers are, move, are moving Tobias, also, I don't know. Unless we tell Portland to wait, wait till Jeremy Grant is trade eligible, and then we'll trade you Harden and Tobias for Jeremy Grant and Drew Holiday. No, but there's no way Drew Holiday's is his camp is like we're gonna wait till December. No way. Yeah, no way. Yeah, I know. Little wink, wink deal. Maury loves those. Little <laughs> wink, wink. We'll trade you Tobias and a pig for Jeremy Grant in like a month, two months from now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Be interesting. We'll see. Well, fingers crossed. We've, we we've heard about your wink, wink deals, Daryl. <laughs> they don't exist. He doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little citrus in his eye. It's not a wink. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, we can get uh, we can be home for the holiday. With the yeah. Andrew. <laughs> um, okay, so final topic here. So um, last week we uh, brought in a wing that we talked about, a guy who lasted pretty much this whole offseason um, that we were surprised he was he was still there. I believe we talked about him a couple weeks ago about his fit um, on the team, and we ended up bringing him in. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr., um, a, a one-year deal, a vet men deal. He averaged like 20-something points last year. I mean, the guy's stats were pretty solid. Not, a, not, not such a good team last year, but he pr- produced – 
Um, so I want to ask you guys, uh, what do you guys give um, this uh, this signing uh, as far as a grade wise? What, what would you guys give this uh, uh, signing? I Letter think grade. It's a great signing. Um, you get a guy that can score on the perimeter, can give you offense punch off the bench, athletic, um, and you did it, you know, on the vet minimum. So I think it's a great chance to take on the guy. Um, the fits a role that was needed. Yep. So scored well, and I just think, you know, he just played on the team where the team kind of let him go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? More so than they just really didn't give him all. Sometimes, sometimes that's how guys get stuck in the vet minimums. That the team that they're with to have their rights don't offer them a contract. Um, so they're really free with no, really no leverage. So I think it was just a leverage play for them. He didn't have very much leverage. Um, you know, that's how, you know, Lakers had, you know, Woods, that's how they signed him. I mean, his leverage was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a good signing. I like it a lot. I mean, kind of a guy like him is, you know, we're talking about Drew Holiday, that kind of fits the mold even better, um, having that style of player. But I think it's a good signing, good fit. Um, hopefully it works out. Teja, I know you were a big Ubre fan beginning of the uh, when we, we we talked about a list of wings that were available. I remember you kept mentioning him in the, in the beginning of the offseason. Is Ubre? Can I make a case for Ubre being one of the best free agent signings for the Sixers in the last few years? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta let it. We gotta let it play out. Then maybe you can. <laughs> What's the last twenty point scorer we've signed a free agency? That's a good question. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't. You know. I don't even know if Brand was coming off a twenty point season that year. I think it was like a 14 or 15 point uh, season. Or it was like 19 year. and 10. It, I don't think it was 20. So, man, that's been a long time since we scored the last 20 point scoring free agent we've got. That's a good question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I give it an A. It's it's a long wing who can score for vet men. I mean, that's it's so low risk. It's, it's amazing. Um, he hasn't averaged less than 15 points since 2017. So, um, I know he shot horribly from um, three point last year, I think like 31 and change percent. Um, we can get that up to where he was two years ago, like 34, 35 ish. Um, I think I have a really good year scoring off the bench for us. Obviously he's not going to average 30, you know, 32 minutes a game, or whatever he had last year, something around that. But if, you know, he could play some tough D for nurse and nurses playing style, score in bunches in, in small uh, time windows. Um, I think it'd be maybe even an A plus. We'll see how it plays out, but I think it's just it's, it's a great signing for us at this point in the offseason. Yeah, uh, Keith Pompey of the Inquirer said that um, sometimes Eric and you probably you obviously dealt with this stuff, but like some some of these like Philly like journalists and reporters like they just say things that are just, I don't know not not the nicest things to the team. I know it's not they're they're not trying to get um, males for being um, nice guys, but. They're saying, oh, well, there's a reason why we got, you got to be skeptical with this uh, Kelly Oubre sign because there's a reason why he a 20 point score was available in uh, uh, early September. Um, it's like you got to be skeptical to sign. Don't be that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you don't have to necessarily it. be skeptical um, that, it, but is a, there is a reason why? You know, there's a reason why Charlotte didn't um, want to bring him back, and and that reason why could have not necessarily been him. It could have been. Now they have, you know, Miles Bridges back, and now they have, they had to sign PJ Washington. It could be just something as simple as that. Not necessarily anything he did. It was just they just decided to go in a different route where guys they feel are better and more important for the future. 
So it could mm-hmm. be that. So it's reason to have to be skeptical about it, but it, but it doesn't necessarily have to be something bad. It's just, you know, negativity gets more clicks, Marcus. That's just the truth of it. Yeah. It's just, it I, I, I doesn't make any sense. Like, well, like for example, and I, I think the Pompeii's wrote, written some, so many bad, like, so many things about how, oh, you know, the clock's ticking, you know, MB's going to be gone. Just, just negative stuff over negative stuff. And it's like, well, part of, the, part of the draw for these reporters and stuff is having big ticket names like Joel and B. So as soon as he's gone, you're not going to get that many clicks anymore because wait, we don't have, you don't have that big star anymore. So it's like the negativity. I, I don't know. My negative guy, Eric. I, I can't. I can't stand. Well, I mean, it the, just uh, depends on this, this. You know, your outlook is you. Are you a positive or are you more of a negative? Do you look at it as we have Joel and we got to make a move, or if we don't, you know, time times are ticking. Kind of depends on how you look at it. That's true. You can be putting pressure on management to make a move by saying that kind of stuff in his own way. Um, I was going to ask this earlier as a management question. What would be the reason we wouldn't? Because a lot, a lot of fans are saying a lot of negative, negative Philly fans. Go figure. A lot of negative Philly fans have said they think Philly's acting interested in Drew, but they really don't want him. But they want to seem like they tried, so their fans don't get pissed off. Um, what would be a reason why we wouldn't go after him? I mean, I think the only reason that you would do that is if. You you can't move James, or you, or maybe they want Maxi instead of James. You just never know what teams are asking for. We're just assuming that it's yeah. James. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Portland comes like and say the only way you're getting Maxi is, I mean, the only way you're getting Holiday is to give us Maxi. You can't make that trade. No. Yeah. No. 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 So, like, we don't really know everything's involved in the conversation. So I think that that could be a reason why it doesn't happen. Um, you know, from what from what we read, you know, Dame wanted to go to Miami, and Portland was like, you either got to put Jimmy or Bam in there. Mm-hmm. And that was like a no-starter for, for Miami. Yep. So we don't know. I think we, fans we, are fearing – Fans are fearing that we're so in love with this 2024 cap space idea that we don't want to compromise that at all. I think you compromise it if you if you can get a guy that you feel like <clears throat> you're happy with that if he if he was available in in next year's cap space that you're happy with him then you take it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or I guess we think someone else is going to be available in the next like three months that we would then push any chip we have left in for Brandon Ingram, Donovan Mitchell. I don't know. I'm just spitballing and throwing names out there of guys who might be available in the next you know year or so. But yeah, the grass is always green on the other side, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if you have two seemingly guys available right now between Drew and Levine. And I think offensive guard, you're going after one of those guys. Only other guy I could see being available in the near future who fits that would be Donovan Mitchell. But if you, if we don't have the assets to get Drew. We certainly don't have the assets to get Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess by 
Based on the reports yesterday, I guess we'll know where, the, where this true situation gets to by the time we meet again next uh, next Friday. Yeah, at least one situation will get figured out. I don't think Harden's will, but <laughs> <laughs> you think Eric is going to get hammered out pretty fast? Whoever, whoever, wherever he goes. Yes, I believe next week he'll be he'll be gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, hopefully it's all right. Hopefully he comes uh, back home. We can't be in short in the season. Is you know a month away within the within a month away? Yeah, he, he, it'll happen. Yeah, he's not gonna play around with it. And you know, Drew, like I said, Drew's not young. He's not an old guy, but he's not young. So he's like, let me get to my team. And if, if it's a new team, I, I want and need to have a training camp with this yeah. team. Yeah. So I think he's they pushing the envelope. Especially if it's us, you Nick Nurse trying so many different things in practice. You need to get in there and see all that stuff. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh man! And I just seen a report here that apparently uh, Clippers are uh, interested in taking Brogdon from uh, Boston, so doing a trade with uh, Boston. So that, that that would take out the Clippers again, and and another scenario where the, we just don't we're not able to trade hard to the Clippers. If they take in Brogdon, that means it's a three way trade. If Clippers, oh. yeah. Well. Yeah, that's why oh, I said. Remember, I said if, if Drew Holiday goes to Boston, one of those guards that are there will probably be gone. Yep, man. And they already had problems when they already said Brogdon was on the on the block, and he didn't like that before. So they they said it got mended, but yeah, yeah I, I can see Brogdon. Brogdon could be good for the Clippers too. That's a good pick for them. Yeah. Especially how you know how often he's injured. They have Russ. They have Russ. Paul George and and he can play with Russ because he can play off the ball as well. So that's a good that's a good pickup for them. Yeah, yeah. As long as him, Kawhi, and Paul George can like you know coordinate their injured games. Yeah, (laughs) they'll they'll play sixty five or sixty seven this year. You think so? Really? Yes. Yes. And let and if they don't, you know the the injuries are legitimate. Yeah, but they're yeah, not going so to sit true. out. They they gonna have real injuries if they don't play. Mm-hmm. That's that, that is true. We know that from now on, at least. Yes. Yeah. But all right, fellas. So hopefully, uh, I think next week uh, this will be will be in Colorado State uh, do a training camp. So I think October second, October sixth is our is our training camp date. So they're gonna be in Colorado. So yeah, hopefully next Friday we're talking. Hopefully we're talking about Drew maybe uh, wearing. Uh, Polishing off number eleven, bringing that back in the uh, in the Philadelphia. So um, yeah, or we're talking about fireworks from camp with Harden, <laughs> if he even attends training camp, because apparently it's still up in the air. Ramona Shell. What did I hear? The, the most recent quote was, "It's going to be showtime, showtime fireworks if he shows up." Yeah. So, okay. lots of exciting stuff uh, happening. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you guys next week. Take it, guys. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.